welcome to smart cherry's thoughts this is sai from india Firstly, uh, thank you very much, Sam Merrick, uh, for giving me opportunity to interview you for my YouTube channel and podcast. Thank you, thank you for contacting me for that. <laughs> so I've gone through your profile and uh, uh, I came to know that uh, you're working on different things. So I thought to tell about you and the work that you're doing to my audience. Okay. So can you please introduce yourself? Yes, yeah, totally. So my name is Emmerich. I'm working in tech, so I'm doing a lot of things uh, related to DevOps and also full stack tech like Next.js, React, Backend, TypeScript. Like I love like to experiment things. I am doing uh, a lot of things on Twitch also. Uh, I'm trying to advocate people in DevOps on how to uh, learn the tech. Like, do you need to make studies do you need to do it yourself do you need but it depends a lot so yeah i'm doing uh, i have a live coding channel for that and i am also working as a freelancer on uh, at anima nowadays uh, it's uh, um, designed to cut tools for um, transforming your figma design to html css react or view things like that That's so uh, you uh, you are devops engineer since Uh, I work in the DevOps industry since five years, I think so. Like um, I, I have three years of experience in production in DevOps and two years in like experimentation, learning DevOps. But I, I use DevOps only for like four years in production, I think so. More and more like in a full stack scope. But I am also, um, when I say full stack, so I say about front end, back end, but also into DevOps. Uh, industry so yeah for me full stack is three of them so uh, what you did as a devops engineer what i do when i am i worked as devops engineer i my i think my best experience was an application in algeria called elquiz where it was uh, like uh, who is millionaire something like that when you ask when you have a lot of question people need to respond and if you are true on all the question uh, you you win uh, you win some money with the guys with everybody who won and so we did that for the tv a live tv show and everybody was on the application playing and we had 300,000 people at the same time on the application so it was very good for scaling and so the major thing when i do devops in terms of stacks uh, i use kubernetes I use for the Docker for the monitoring part. I use a Prometheus Grafana, and so in at a global aspect, DevOps is you have a lot of things in DevOps. It doesn't mean something because you have so many branches in DevOps, so many things you can do in DevOps. You can do SRE and SREs. Site reliability engineer is more like the production DevOps when you need to monitor things, see if it will crash, see if it's crashing or not, uh, and fixing them. So it's more like monitoring. And you have the DevOps with more like before the production, 
ending CI, ending uh, continuous development, continuous deployment, continuous integration, things like that, and trying to um, enhance the work for the developer and create a good environment for the developers. And you have, for me, one thing is DevOps, and a lot of people will smile when I will say that, but for me, DevOps is more like a mindset where is for everyone, like DevOps is more like uh, the mindset is about production and everybody need to be conscious about production. Every developers need to be an ops and every ops needs to be a developers. And so everybody on the team need to be a team and need to be aware of the production. And if we have a problem in production, every developer need to be able to understand what's happening. And this is the mindset behind DevOps is bringing the responsibility of the production to everyone. So everyone can have an impact on it. So what kind of projects that you worked on as a DevOps uh, specialist? So as a DevOps, I have worked on Redpill Live. This is a live streaming platform for live shopping. So it's, uh, I don't know if you know what is live shopping. Uh, so yeah, so if you, if you know what is live shopping, this is very easy to explain. This is like Twitch or live streaming, but where people can buy things. And so I, we did a SaaS platform when you can integrate the live shopping player on your website and sell things in live. Uh, so I worked three years as a CTO for this company called Redpill Live. We did so the game for Algeria for the TV called El Quiz, where it was so quiz game, trivia game uh, for the TV with a lot, a lot of people. And after that, I worked in startups for, but it was more on the, not on the scale part. It was more on the uh, creating tools for developers to be able to work faster or to be, to have a mayor developer experience, things like that. So what made you to uh, choose DevOps and uh, wanted to be in DevOps? Uh, I think, oh, this is, Five years ago, as I was in school, and one day I spoke with a friend who told to me about Kubernetes, and I was like, man, what is this framework again? I don't want to learn a new framework or something like that. And so you try to learn Docker, you learn Docker, you are like, okay, Docker is, you don't understand why Docker is useful at first when you never used it before, but when you begin to use it, you're like, okay, I can't work without Docker anymore. And so after you learn Docker, you learn Docker Compose, you learn maybe Kubernetes, if you want to learn it. So one day I said like, okay, I will try Kubernetes on the same day and make a small product in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. You can plug everything together. And one thing that I have never did before was infrastructure as a code. So when, so normally when you create a project in big infrastructure, you will go on GCP, AWS or anything like that, and you will plug everything, put all your VM, all your networks and things like that. So when you need to switch or change something and do it in locally or do it in another cloud provider, you need to redo everything. So I love the way that DevOps is bringing the infrastructure as code, like Kubernetes or something like that. When you code your, your infrastructure and you just push your things and everything is running fine because you declare like what type of computer you want, what type of servers you want, what type of networking you want, your DNS and things like that. So it's reusable and you can make a lot of things like canary deployment and things like that after that. But yeah. So yeah, so I think this is, I think every developer want to automate things and the DevOps is 
maybe the automation of infrastructure or something like that, Mitchell. So what's your background before coming into DevOps? Uh, so I started learning tech, like programming at 14 years old, something like that. But like uh, playing Minecraft, I wanted to develop a servers and develop some mods, some plugins on it. So I, it was not really programming. It was just going on the plugin and touching some stuff. So I did that and uh, so it was touching some stuff and creating servers. And after one year, I started to learn C. Uh, just for fun, like I wanted to learn like how programmation is working and what is behind, but I didn't want it to go in, in the tech field and work on this field. And so after that, I did two years in esports, uh, professional gamers, uh, in League of Legends. I did well, it was very good. It was very nice uh, in France. Uh, I did two years and after two years, I said like, okay, no, I, I don't want to do that for all my life. And I started so a school in France for computer programming, computer science, and I just loved it. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. I just want to continue and to do so a lot of things in tech. And I just loving it because one thing that is very good with tech is there is no limits. You can do whatever you want in your mind and you can do it in the world of no, nowadays. I think this is, yeah, the beautiful things because I don't know if in few years it will be the same because nowadays informatics and technology are controlling a bit the world. So if you are good in this area, you can do whatever you want. Like if tomorrow you have a problem in your life and you want to fix it, it will probably be a technological problem. So you will need to cause something and I don't know. Yeah. So being able to control your, my life and yeah, being able to do things is very good. So uh, your software engineering uh, uh, experience uh, is making you easier to do uh, DevOps thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I think to be a DevOps, so DevOps is really for me developers and ops. So it's a mix together. So you need to be a software engineer to be a DevOps and you need to be an ops to be a DevOps. Well, you don't need to be an excellent and both of them, but you need to understand what's happening. Like my, I think my main expertise in full stack, I have written a lot of web apps. I have written a lot of uh, applications, software and things like that. And being able to understand how the front end is working and how the back end is working and things like that make, make you more, uh, yeah, more able. I think we say it like that <laughs> to uh, making good infrastructure because you understand how it's working and you can, make a better flow for the developers because literally DevOps, you are writing codes and writing tools and writing things like that for developers. So you need your, not your clients, but yeah, your clients is developers. So you need to, to be a good developers, to be a good DevOps session because you need to understand what they want and how it's working. So how is your experience uh, working in uh, infrastructure as code? Um, so infrastructure as code, I am, I don't have done so much. Uh, the most I've done is in Kubernetes in GCP, but I used a little bit, but never in production, Terraform and Sybil. I want to try Pulumi nowadays. Pulumi seems so good. Uh, I just want to try it. I will try it like, I think in two weeks or something like that. But so I can't speak a lot about that because I don't have a big, big experience on it. I have done some L charts, so with Kubernetes all the time. So I loved it. It's awesome, but yeah, I can't 
very explain why uh, all the frameworks and all the things because I I haven't touched all of them. So, so what is your approach in understanding the project? Uh, when when I begin a new project or when I go like I don't know working for a client or something like that. Yeah, when you uh, when you get a new project, what is your approach? How you take it and understand it? I think this is uh, so. If it's your project, it's easy because you are creating the project. But if you go in like as a freelancer or I don't know a new recruit in a company or something like that, I think this is very hard because. You have so many things that you need to understand the projects. You have the business part, you have the, all the code parts, all the context part and things like that. And it depends a lot on the quality of what is already done by the engineers and things. So for the first months, what I like to do to be able to do good choice in, in architecture or things like that is if they don't have monitoring, you need to put monitoring to understand how the flow is working. But if they already have this, you need to make like some some features, some bugs. You need to fix some things that are touching a lot of area of the of the code base. So you will be able to understand how the flow is working and how everything is interacting together in the current code base and in the current architecture to understand like, okay, what what I don't like when I am like going in the product, starting the local development environment or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I took like five hours to start the local development uh, environment. This is not good. I need to make this better or things like that. But yeah, so I think to do it, you need to be, to take the seat of the developers and to just try it. Yeah. How many services you used in cloud? Uh, sorry? How many services that you have used in cloud? As, uh, in microservices? Yeah. Uh, uh, it can big... be any 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 service uh, for your uh, oh. work. Uh, so the services I've used, for example, in GCP, I use so um, GKE, I think, yeah. So it's a Kubernetes managed cluster. Um, I have used Cloud Run, uh, Cloud Function, uh, Firebase Function, and things like that. Uh, but most of the time I'm using GKE and I'm doing everything inside GKE. So I just have my Kubernetes cluster and after that I am plugging, I am uh, creating all my service inside it. So if I want some Redis database, I'm making them myself or things like that. The only thing that I don't like to do it myself is persistent database like uh, PostgreSQL, MongoDB because it requires a lot of maintenance. maintenance. This is like very hard, no, not very hard, but you need to be stable. The data is very important for the company and things like that. So I prefer to take some managed service. who do it perfectly. Like if you want MongoDB, you have MongoDB Atlas. If you want Postgres, you have CockroachDB or things like that. And so I prefer to do managed service for database, but for all the service uh, except databases, I am doing all in the Kubernetes cluster most of the time. But it depends on the project, but yeah. So what is the size of the projects that you work for? Uh, nowadays, uh, Anima is, um, we have seven, 70 employees, I think so. We are 20, I, I would say 20, maybe less than 20 developers. And I couldn't say on the size of, what do you mean size of the project in terms of uh, on code I mean, base? Uh, I mean, uh, the project that you are working for, 
uh, what is the size of it uh, uh, how many people need to work on it and what are the roles oh. and responsibilities okay so nowadays so the main project i'm working not as a side project but my full time jobs uh is so we are 20 maybe less than 20 developers on it we have probably three people handling the infrastructure parts devops parts and but everybody is a bit touching it also so yeah 20 20 people on it i think so so how is uh, uh, managing infrastructure uh, with the code how is uh, it in the so actually so what i love to say is in startups everything goes fast and so everything is not perfect but when you go into a startup as a developer or devops or things like that your job is not to complain about the infrastructure but is to make it better if you complain about something stop complaining and change it <laughs> but i think uh so honestly nowadays it's not we have a lot of instability in our testing flow or things like that but we are trying to fix them nowadays our current work are on that and things like that so this is not perfect uh it could it can always be better but for now it's cool it's good we have a good uh, strategy we are using gitops i don't know if you know gitops strategy and so gitops i think is a bit the future on it you just push your github repo and normally everything is triggered by pull request branch things like that but yeah so you work for startups so you know the infrastructure of them so what is the size of their infrastructure um of the, uh, what is uh, what do you mean by size of the infrastructure i mean uh, what is the size of their business oh um so i can't really speak about numbers because they are confidential but uh, <laughs> we have a lot of i think maybe we have some numbers we can find online uh, publicly but i can't say which one so uh, but okay so the last funding was maybe 20 million in f- fundraising something like that uh so yeah in terms of price we have raised 20 million of dollars um i think but since yeah so and i don't have i don't have the cost of the infrastructures of i i know that it's a lot because we are trying to doing a lot of cost optimization because in our testing part we have a lot of thing about comparing images like taking some image and compare them and see if we have some regression and things like that and so it's costing a lot of money but yeah i couldn't say uh, the price of uh, our testing at the moment for now but yeah it's we have some a big uh, infrastructure we have like three or four kubernetes cluster because we have canary deployment uh, dev uh, deployment production development and we have three two or three canary deployment i think so so you have five years of uh, uh, devops experience so how fast you are able to do uh, devops work how fast you are able to understand uh, what is required for the uh, uh, project <laughs> uh, i think so this you you will never find an answer for that because it depends so like sometimes you go on a project and it's just a feeling you have the feeling you are like okay i understand it very fast let's go and maybe the code is very good maybe this is something you have already done before because sometimes you go somewhere but you have the logic on it but you don't know the framework you don't know uh exactly what's happening and things like that and sometimes you know it because you have the feeling you have 
when you are developing or coding something, you have a lot of hypotheses and you will test all of the hypotheses and see which one is working. And sometimes the first one is working, but sometimes not. So I couldn't, I, I think we never have a response about this one because experience is very good. So of course you are faster than someone without experience because you will not have the same problems, but maybe tomorrow I will be in a company with like totally different infrastructures than the company I am with today. And I will not understand the context and the problem of the company before two or three months or one month. And sometimes you can understand it in one month and or three weeks. So right now I'm getting trained as DevOps engineer. Right now my train, training is going on. So recently yesterday, uh, the class was about uh, 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 creating scripts, uh, AWS CLI. Okay, yeah, I see it as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I love AWS, I love GCP, but I think the future is to be agnostic of cloud. Like you can write something and it works on every cloud. So I recommend you to try Pulumi. Uh, like, do you know Terraform? So Pulumi is a bit the new trend. Uh, it's a bit different from Terraform because you can write your scripts and your infra's code in TypeScript, JS, Go, and things like that. And so this is very good to be agnostic of the provider. Uh, but yeah, okay. And so what what are you doing nowadays with with AWS CLI? So uh, they, they, they taught us uh, what is uh, how we can able to uh, uh, maintain and manage the infrastructure through uh, AWS CLI. Yeah, I see. And so you started it? Yeah, I started it yesterday only. <laughs> how do you like it? Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, uh, it, it, they, they said before uh, the two other ways uh, to uh, like directly coming to the AWS uh, portal and uh, managing it and the second one. And now uh, uh, now we are trying to understand the scripts, how we are able to um, uh, uh, do the infrastructure as code. That is, okay. yeah. So what, what do you yeah, say? What, what do you say uh, to the people like me who are uh, just started learning because you're already into it from a long time and you're doing so many things. It, it, you, you're very fast. You're going very fast. You will be fast. Everybody will be fast. You just need patience. And honestly, like everything in tech or everything I think in the world, like if you want to do something, just do it. Uh, even if you don't know how to do it yet, you will just learn like, okay, you will maybe take a lot of wall in your face. Uh, by doing it, you will make a lot of mistakes, but this is part of the of the journey. You need to make mistakes to learn. So just go do it. You will maybe crash the production one or two times, one, maybe 10 times. I will continue to crash the production. Like, of course, you don't want to do it, but if you don't take risk, you will never learn. You will never like get rewards. So you need to take a bit of risk. Uh, so of course, yeah, if you work in a very, very risky environment, like in bank system or something like that, okay, maybe try to not crush the production. <laughs> but yeah, so I think in DevOps, you have a lot of different bunch. So like you said, you are working on scripting infrastructure on AWS nowadays. So this is more the part before the production. And you have all me, I am a big, big fan of the parts after the production when the when the infrastructure is already running and in production because you have the monitoring part, you have the everything about seeing what's happening, what is the compartment of the user, what's 
is the flow. How do you scale the app? What takes memory? What takes CPU? How do you optimize that and things like that? So me, I love this part. It's called SRE, Site Readability Engineers, and it's a part of the DevOps. So yeah, uh, yeah, like I think it's very, uh, it's valuable for DevOps, but for every branch, just if you want to learn, if you are interested in it, just stop thinking about it and get code and just go do it. But yeah. So what are the points that uh, every DevOps engineer need to put in his mind or who, who are uh, uh, wanting to uh, become a DevOps engineer? that you uh, tell them? Um, I would say you read some books. We, we have a lot of uh, very good books about DevOps. Um, I would say uh, I have I love one book, so it's not DevOps oriented, but it's global in tech. And I think most of them, DevOps is, is also part of the tech. You have one book called Clean Architecture from Uncle Bob. Uh, and he's awesome. He explained how um, you need to break your architecture to be like flexible, clean, and things like that. Uh, it's a very good book. And yeah, like for experience, my first mission as DevOps, I didn't know mostly anything about DevOps. When I my first mission as a freelancer as DevOps, I was hired because I said I wanted to do DevOps, and I said like, yeah, you are you want the DevOps? I am here. Let's go. And I didn't know anything about DevOps before. And I was like learning on the field, like, okay, they want that. I will do it, try. So yeah, of course you will take a bit of a longer time because you will learn, but, but yeah, it was worth it after all. And I don't, do not regret anything about that. So yeah, just, um, think, communicate with your team. Also when you are DevOps, you need to communicate with people in your team, like, Ask them what do they need, uh, why do they don't like that? Because if you are, I don't know, making an infrastructure for an OGS server, something like that, you don't want to be the one pushing the code to the server and updating the production, things like that. This will be your developers doing it because you put all the infrastructure to automate it, but this is, you will be the one using it. So you need to communicate with him like, okay, how do you see, how do you see yourself? making a new version, it will be like good for you, not good for you, things like that. You know, take feedbacks most of the time. So working on different projects, how is that experience? Uh, it's horrible. <laughs> no, no. Uh, working on different projects at the same time is not a good thing uh, because you lose your focus. So you need to like very be well organized if you need to work on different projects because switching focus, your mind, how your brain is not designed to do that. So when you switch all the time your focus, you will still be thinking about the old project when you've been working on the new project. So yeah, so it's complicated. So you need to do everything. When you do multiple projects, you do, you, for my opinion, you need, to, you need to do everything to have a good developer experience. So when you go on a new project, you don't lose time setting up your development environments, your production things, things like that. Everything needs to be, oh yeah. Uh, one thing that someone told me one day was, uh, everything needs to be run in one script. So if you need to run your your development environment, you need to, de to do only one command, nothing more, or things like that. That's all. So working with operations and uh, development team, 
how is that experience uh in what sorry so uh, understanding uh, in order to do your work uh, you need to communicate and uh, gather the information so how is that uh how do i manage to do that yeah how how is that experience what do you face uh, doing it um so it depends a lot because sometimes you have developers that don't care sometimes you have developers that do care normally most of the time if you work for startups with good recruitment policies and things like that the environment is very good and everybody is willing to do it and love it so it goes mostly most of the time it will be hard the first time to ask at the beginning because people will maybe not be uh, able to understand it or thing like that but after a few times people would just come to you and ask you like is it possible to change that or to do that like that or to add this new script and thing like that uh, so yeah this is this is devops is more like a culture and if you are in a company that does not have the culture of devops it will be very hard and so you need to try to change it and to make it like a culture oriented uh, devops things but uh, yeah So other than DevOps what you do? Uh sorry? Other than DevOps uh, what you do? Uh aside of DevOps? Yeah. Um aside of DevOps so I do mostly uh full stack engineer stuff so I it depends a lot I'm trying to work on the most valuable things uh each time so nowadays uh, at Anima I'm working on the fidelity part so Anima like I said we take Figma design and we translate it into codes HTML and CSS with good quality and in React and Vue. And so my job nowadays is to make sure that when we take a Figma design and we translate it in the code, the fidelity is mostly perfect. Uh, so my job is like to write testing CI/CD on that. So it's a bit of the DevOps part, but also I am coding all the part about the Figma fidelity. So I am fixing. I don't know if one day maybe we had a rotation of images on figma and it's not working on the react or view or html i will be the one also fixing it and like yeah fixing it so what is the advantage of uh, being a full, full stack developer uh, uh, if you want to become a uh, uh, if you're working on devops <laughs> uh, like like developer i think this is very good uh, so i'm I love so you have two type of people I think you have the generalist one that will be try to learn a lot of things but will never be specialist in one thing and never be the best of the world in one uh, area because he will be a generalist one and he will learn a lot of things but he will have a good understanding of everything how it works and you have the specialist one who will take one branch and just focus on it and will be so so good in this branch but will don't know anything about the other one and so me i don't like being, i i always wanted to be a specialist uh to be the best the best in something and but the problem with me is when i'm doing something uh, like devops and i'm trying to do like i don't know a nodejs environment server or something like that i'm like okay but how does nodejs works uh how is it running how do we render react application how do you use react how and after when you try to understand react you're like how what is the best practices 
for front-end developers to make components or things like that. So you end up by doing a generalist person. So yeah, so I ended up being a generalist person and this is why I'm calling myself full stack because uh, most of the time I'm working on full stack stuff and it also helps me to do DevOps because I can understand like other parts of the infrastructure. Okay. So uh, what are, what cloud uh, uh, technologies you used? So I use, most of the time I use GCP and I am trying to do, nowadays I'm trying to find the best cloud providers. So I am not saying GCP is the best, not at all, I don't know, but I'm trying to find, and um, to, is, there is no best cloud provider, by the way. Uh, it's always dependent of your projects. Some For some projects, AWS will be the best, for other GCP will be the best, and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, so most of the time I use GCP, and when I do not need a very big infrastructure or something like that, I use render.com, uh, but yeah. So how is, uh, how is your experience working on uh, cloud uh, technology? Um, uh, what do you mean by all these expense? Do you have this more specific? Yeah, I mean, uh, using services uh, of cloud, how is your experience? Um, so what what do you mean by always my experience on that? Like how long do I have done it or? No, no, uh, you, you, you are working on different, uh, uh, you're using different services for your uh, projects, right? So how is that experience uh, using different services uh, uh, for the, for the, for the project? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the question, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so if I'm using GCP, I'm using GKE. Okay. Or Kubernetes, and but I don't understand what do you mean by what is my experience. Like, do I like it? Do I do not like it? I mean, uh, how many services? There are so many services, right, in cloud. So. Oh yeah. So learning and understanding uh, different services and working on it, how is that experience? Oh, I think okay, yeah. Sorry, my bad for not understanding. Uh, so I think the experience is very smooth. You need to not be like. Okay, I don't do not know this service, so uh, I need to know it. No, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. You just when you are creating a project or something like that, you will just go in your project, create your project, and go like that and say like, okay, I have this problematic here. How do I solve it? And you say, okay, so I need this service. And at this time, you will try to understand the service or things like that. But you don't need to check all the things. So you just go by the flow, like. Okay, I have a project. I need to implement these services, and you will learn the services by using them. Yeah. So I think this is the best method to do it because you can't learn. What I have learned, I think, is that you can't learn something if you are not using it really. Like you can learn, you can't learn. I don't know a language, a programming language, if you are just doing a hello world or just doing like some scripting very fast just to try the language. You need to have a real project with real problems to understand and to really try out the, the language. Yeah. So what are your qualities that are helping you to do projects uh, uh, fast? Um, how fast? I don't know if I do them fast, <laughs> but um, my quality about that, uh, fixing goals, experiments like you need to fix your goals and not to be too wide you need to say a very big prototype at the first time uh, 
and to keep this very very simple prototype do it uh, show it to people and things like that and after that you iterate on that but you do not you never want to start with something too big because if you want with something too big nobody uh, you will never finish it you will be bored before finishing it you will quit before finishing it or things like that so you need to set up some achievable goal in a quick time and to say like i don't know every morning when you wake up and say like okay what i will do this morning what i will do today on my day and i'm doing that on a daily basis like planning my day on goals that i want to achieve today and so every day you feel some accomplishments accomplishments about, about your journey about your day and and finally because you are always making a step your project is going forward also mature so what is devops role in uh, cloud technology uh what is devops goal in cloud technology role devops role oh role uh so the devops role in cloud technology is uh for me is to advocate people also in cloud technology and to help them understand how cloud technology works but for me the main goal is to bring the responsibility of production in cloud to developers and to make it easier for developers to use the cloud to make a production to make a development environment to make a canary deployment something like that um but it's very hard question because this is very wide because if we spoke about SRE in cloud technology though, so the devops in production environments like monitoring the reliability of the software and things like that the role of him is to make it stable and to say okay our platform is very stable is to monitor uh, the request is to see if we have any crash is to um check before a crash is happening to set up alerts for example so it will be alerted before the crash is happening before i don't know like uh, one day we have like 1000 requests to an api but this is not normal so he will check that and see what's happening or thing like that so this is the sre and the devops on ci cd making tool for developers thing like that his job is to automate and to uh, enhance the developer experience so his job will be to enhance the workflow to be able to create features faster and to develop feature faster and to push it to production faster without losing reliability and stability and things like that yeah. so what are the general problems uh, that uh, that a devops engineer faces uh yeah good question <laughs> as a bigger problem that devops engineer are facing i would say i don't know it's so many frameworks maybe like you never know what to choose you have so many new frameworks this is the same for developers i know but uh yeah so many frameworks so many new things so many things to do like when you do devops i don't know if you do kubernetes for example you have like networking security um ci cd and things like that so you have so many things that you need to experiment on before like knowing which one is the best to use or things like that um yeah i don't know like we always have problem everybody like developers we solve problems this is a goal 
But yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't say like the biggest problem. Like the biggest problem I was facing was not having enough monitoring uh, to be able to act on the architecture. So if I don't have enough monitoring to act on the infrastructure, you need to put some monitoring. But yeah, so always like that. So yeah, no, I couldn't say. I don't know, honestly. So how you lo- how you learn something that you don't know? How you do it. <laughs> how you learn something that you don't know? I think you just go. You do it. Uh, you okay? So honestly, you go. You do it. But also, you try to accumulate a lot of. So you will have two things when you do something that you don't know is. You don't know also the best practices because you have never done it. So you will be, a, you will do it, but maybe badly, but you will understand that this, this is bad. So you have multiple things that you need to do when you try to do something that you don't know. So first of all, you need to pick a project or something like that and begin to do it. And at the side, you need to document yourself. You need to go on the documentation of the project, read the documentation. You need to check if there is any documentation about best practices. One thing that I love to do nowadays about best practices, learning something that I don't know or something like that is to pick a GitHub project that is well known for being good or something like that and to check the code base of the GitHub projects and see like, okay, how have they done that? Oh, how did they do that? And to understand like, when you are learning something and this is true for DevOps or any branch, you need to so do the project, but never, never do something that you don't understand. So every time you will be, so it will be very slow at the beginning, but you will, it will be worth it at the end. Every time you will be doing something, if you don't understand what you are doing at that time, just stop, take the thing, learn why you are doing this thing and why is it's happening or why you are, I don't know, why it's fading or something like that and understand it because this is very important because you will face it a lot of times and yeah it's you if you do do not do that you will never be able to become better on this field or things like that but yeah so i think is, so so it's my opinion but yeah <laughs> so how is uh, uh, uh talking with architects and uh, engineers that you are working with so how how it will be uh how it will be what sorry uh, uh, discussing about the projects and uh, how uh, you are uh, able to make it possible. Oh, um, yeah. So when you discuss with people uh, for a project or something like that, so of course, if you don't know about DevOps, if you don't know about anything, it's very hard to go with uh, in a brainstorming and speak about the project. Like, okay, how are we doing the architecture and things like that? Yeah, you will not be able to do that because you don't know. You have some hypothesis that you can try or things like that, but you will not be able to say, okay, we will put some Kubernetes or we will put some Grafana because you don't even know the name. You don't even know that it's existing or something like that. So you, you will need to document yourself. And so when you will go to the brainstorming, normally you will have done the previous job that is searching about what uh, exists in this field, what uh, people use or something like that. And when you speak about them, normally they know about they know about these things. So you will just, you, you need a brainstorming. You don't need to be, you need to listen to them and to listen. So what, what do they need? What are the problematics of the projects? And so you gather the things. 
because you can't select a product if you don't have the problematics. So you need to listen first, listen to the problematics of the project, listen to what they want, what are the problematics, what are the goals, what are the timeline, what is the budget, where takes as much as information that you can and do not take any decision on this brainstorming or thing like that and just say, okay, cool, just uh, let me get back to you. Uh, I will look a bit what I can do on that and just after that you can work a bit on that and see what people are recommending, how it's working and things like that. But don't, uh, you, you can't, or if you don't, don't know how to do something, don't do it in somewhere where it's uh, critical. Do it somewhere where you can experiment and do things like that when you have time. Because with time, you, you will be able to do anything. But if this is something critical with no time and things like that, don't do it because you will not have the time to learn. So at last, what do you say to the uh, DevOps specialists or people who wants to come into DevOps or for uh, uh, into technology who are watching and listening to this conversation from anywhere on this planet? Uh, sorry. <laughs> so sorry, what I didn't you? hear the so what yeah. are your advices and suggestions to the DevOps specialists and uh, technology specialists for watching and listening to you from anywhere on this planet? Uh, I think I think a lot of people do already do DevOps, but they don't know, know it because DevOps is very wide, like I, like we say all the, on all the on all of this. But yeah, the best advice I could say is just if you want to try DevOps and you want to work on this field, just do it, go and try. Uh, you will quickly see if you like it or not. And yes, just go and go learn some books about DevOps, about the culture of DevOps. And if you want to learn Kubernetes for DevOps, just go try Kubernetes, try a small project, take your side project, set up everything in Kubernetes. Maybe it's overkill, but just do it uh, just for learning. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do it, just go. Uh, stop thinking about it and saying every day, I want to do it, but I don't know how to do it. Stop saying that, just go. I want to do it, so I will begin to do it today and just let's go. Ciao. So uh, uh, as a DevOps specialist, uh, 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 have you have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? And what do you say about it? Uh, of your video? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I didn't, saw, I saw one video, I think, because when you contacted me, I was like, who is this guy? Why is he contacting me? I don't know. <laughs> and I saw uh, your YouTube channel, I was like, oh yeah, this is big, this is, wow, oh my God. And I saw uh, the one video with uh, the English guy, I think, American guy, I think. Uh, but I didn't see in all, but it was very nice. I love the way that uh, if I understood your channel, so you are picking people from all the world and talking about them, like, what are they doing and how it's happening in the country or thing like that. And it's a, yeah, I think it's a very good concept. Concept, It's very nice. Uh, I, honestly, I didn't saw uh, all of the video, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a very good concept and uh, I love it, man. Continue, continue what you're doing. So uh, right now I'm getting trained as a, a DevOps specialist. Uh, uh, talking with experts like you who are uh, around the world and who are already in the industry for solving problems, for doing different projects, how this uh, uh, discussions, uh, uh, conversations that I'm doing uh, with experts like you uh, from everywhere, how this experience is going to helpful for me if I work as a DevOps specialist in coming days? 
because I think what is good. So one thing I always say to people is listen to me, but don't do what I am saying because you need. So maybe it's a good advice. Maybe it's a bad advice. You don't know because this is my experience. And I don't know. I have a different experience than you or I have a different experience than other people. So maybe something that was good for me was bad for someone else. So what I always say is there. Listen to me. Don't do what I'm saying. But take what I'm saying. Listen to it. Have a critical mind about it, about it, test it, experiment on it, and give your your own opinion about it. So what you are doing about interviewing people in the DevOps field is very good because you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of data that you can that your mind can process and say, okay, this guy spoke about me about Kubernetes. This one said Kubernetes is bad. This one said Kubernetes is good. Which one do I trust? So you will have a lot of things to experiment. You will have all the data to start to experiment and to try to experiment because tomorrow we, when you will buy, have your job and they will say like, okay, we need to fix this problem. Maybe someone in your interview will have say, I fixed this problem by doing that. And so you will have only always one thing in mind that this guy said he fixed it by doing that. So maybe if I'm doing it, it will fix it. So you will try, maybe it will work, maybe it will not work. That you will have some ideas, some creativity, and things like that. But yeah, so I think it's very good. So uh, I'll put your web links in the description of this video on YouTube. People who find our video uh, can see the work that you are doing through your web links and uh, can follow you and can learn from you. Yeah, totally. I'm totally open to that. Yeah, thank you very much <laughs> for listening. And yeah, if anybody wants to go on the live coding channel or Twitter or things like that, yeah, with pleasure. I love to speak about it. And if they have any question or if you have any question, feel free to ask them. Uh, I love to speak about that. So can you tell your uh, social presence or uh, your oh, insights yeah. to my podcast listeners? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, sorry. So I am present on Twitter, Twitch, and GitHub's, and my name is Kubesandra, so K-U-B-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-A, and say normally you can find me on this social media. Can I can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yes, totally, yeah, no problem. Can I also put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Yes, yeah, totally. Thanks, Imrek, uh, for giving me your valuable time and giving some uh, uh, <laughs> for some of my questions. Yeah, it was very nice. It was very cool to do it. I loved it. Continue what you're doing. Then. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.